Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. Welcome to Walk On Weekly with your hosts, Nebraska men's basketball players Sam Hoiberg and Jeff Grace III. This is Walk On Weekly. All right, welcome in to the Walk-On Weekly in the new setup. Again, I am Harrison Arns on 93.7 The Ticket, ticketfm.com. We got the host, as always, Jeff Grace III, Sam Hoiberg here in studio with us. And uh, guys, I'm just going to kind of start off with the easy question. What do you think of the new studio? Lovely. Can't go wrong with it, honestly. Um, honestly, it shows you what money can do. <laughs> yeah, shows you what money can do. Sam, what about you? Yeah, this place is big time. feel real professional right now. Um, I'm just really excited to keep working here. Uh, and the coffee shop is a great addition, too. Yeah, that's going to be a problem for me. I've gotten a hot vanilla latte every single time so far. <laughs> so uh, I don't know. They, they mentioned that they're going to have the employee discount coming here pretty soon, which is going to be nice because nice that's going to be draining my wallet. Uh, <laughs> but nonetheless, yeah, it's just super nice. The window is great. It's kind of funny. Uh, some of the people you can tell, dogs can be a big distraction. We've had a few people really lock in on those. Um, but yeah, other than that, it's, it's just been awesome. And then you guys do have the opening night with Husker hoops on September 29th. And, uh, I have a few questions about that, but what's kind of the excitement for that? Um, and we'll talk about the performance after as well. Say that one more time. Sorry. What are you guys kind of excitement sorry. going in opening night with Husker hoops and kind of what is that night for you guys? Um, it's more of a, I want to say it's more of an uh, opportunity for the fans to kind of check in on what you guys have been up to. Uh, but what's something that the players really look forward heading into that? Um, I would just say like, especially for the new guys, like the atmosphere, kind of like what it actually will be like in Pinnacle Bank Arena. Um, just them kind of getting acclimated to like what's going on and like how much these fans really love us and like really care about us and just want us to succeed in the best way possible. Um, so I think just for them, it's it's a, a great moment for them because uh, a lot of other colleges, like you don't really feel like that type of energy when, when it comes that way. So I feel like at the end of the day, like they always say, there's no place like Nebraska. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, same, what about you? Yeah, I'd say definitely just getting back in front of the fans again. Um, it's just such a great atmosphere playing there and uh, getting a chance because it's been so long since February since we played in front of them and you get to see the football games, you kind of start craving it. Mm -hmm. And uh, and then you just get a little bit of a taste of it before you really get going. But uh, yeah, and then obviously just the concert stuff is really cool. It's just the whole excitement. And then we played Michigan the next day. I kind of think the the whole weekend's kind of a package deal almost. And uh, it just gets you... Gets the fans into the season and uh, gets us kind of locked in for what's to come. Yeah, and it's always nice again. And again, it's uh, not just men's, but obviously the women's team. We get to see those guys as well. Um, but it is DDG to perform after. Are you guys familiar with him? I actually had to look him up. It's not part of my uh, wheelhouse. I'm familiar with him. Um, he's a YouTuber. Okay. Like he is an artist. Um, he originated off YouTube, or yeah, pretty much that's what most people know him off. Of. Okay, so kind of the music route through yeah. YouTube. Okay. Yeah. And his nephew Duop. Okay, yeah. So. You, gotta look it, you gotta look it up to like know about it, but like that's where like a lot of people know him off of YouTube, I would say. Okay, yeah, because I was just surprised because I didn't know him because uh Moonwalking in Calabasas. Does that mm -hmm. ring a bell? Mm -hmm. Yeah, great song. Actually I didn't know that was DDG. Yeah, that'd be him. Yeah, that song is on my playlist. Yep, and, I don't uh, know him very well, so 
because that one went like, double obviously. platinum. So that's why I was wondering yeah, if really that one. Song. And he started his own record label, Zooted Music, which is just a great name. But uh, yeah, no, I was <laughs> I was curious if you guys were familiar with him. So he's also dating Ariel from yeah, Little him. Mermaid. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, that actually should be good. I should actually check that out because yeah. I didn't realize looking through his music, he's got a ton of listens. So he's actually super popular. So I was kind of surprised I didn't know him. Uh, but moving on here, we also got the Big Ten schedule coming out. You guys have a ton of home games early on. Starts with Minnesota. Um, Big Ten tournament ends in Minnesota. So that you go on the road. Uh, but what is that kind of for you guys as a team? Do you really think about having the opportunity to have so many early home games to kind of build that momentum? Yeah, it's really important to get off to a hot start in the Big Ten. Obviously, last year we didn't do that, and we really had to climb back and uh, only finish 500, which had we started better, we could have been mm-hmm. top half had we uh, just had done a little bit better at the start of the season. And we had tough away games to start last season with Indiana was our second home game. Purdue was our first one at home, and they were number one in the country at the time. Still think we should have won that game, but we didn't. <laughs> So we started 0-2, and, and we were doing still pretty good at that part of the season. And uh, those two really tough games kind of bumped us down a little bit. Then we played at Michigan State. We had a tough game at Minnesota, beat them. Um, but, yeah, just being able to have a bunch of home games to start is going to be huge for our confidence. Hope we can get those wins off of those and uh, really get some good momentum going for the rest of the conference schedule. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I think that's just huge to kind of get that momentum especially with this year's roster i think a lot of people are excited to see what you can be obviously kc tominaga being a huge part of him coming back uh but also just kind of see how these new guys plug and fit and i think it's going to be a good taste for nebraska fans to kind of see what it looks like early on um and i've also i've seen a lot of buzz on coach howard you know what are your guys thoughts on him on what he's bringing to the table coach howard uh he's a great guy honestly um like he will be there for you the coach person like overall just uh and like every day in practice he brings like the energy as he calls it the juice <laughs> but um you know just he just motivates us to be better each and every day um and wants us to kind of enjoy the time we have together i would say because like we can't really take it for granted because at any moment it can be gone mm-hmm. as we know last year from the injuries and everything so i would say great person great coach um glad to have him with us and uh he's been a great factor yeah, absolutely. And uh, Sam, anything to add on to that before we kind of switch over to Damian Lillard's crazy media run that he's had these past few weeks? Yeah, uh, Coach Howard is like, he's such a good relationship guy too, which I think is an underrated part of coaching. And I've gotten super close with him and great guy to crack jokes with, but also great basketball mind as well. He's kind of taken uh, the right-hand man to my dad with the offense this uh, off season, And uh, he's just been really good to have him around and he's a great motivator like jeff said and a great individual workout guy to go to for your workout so yeah he's just got a, a really wide skill set as a coach that is very helpful for us and another thing is like awesome with him being so young we all like kind of can like relate to him because like he's like i mean he's he's a young he's a young coach yeah how old is he he doesn't like he is he looks like a young coach but not like exactly. he's not not like Eric mcguire young no, no i think he's mid-30s probably mid-30s okay yeah, for sure. yeah. But, uh, just like him, like bringing his kids around, like I feel like those are the, like the little moments that like all add up in the end. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and uh, yeah, I'm. I, we'll talk more Husker hoops the closer and closer we get to the season. Um, we could just talk about the Big Ten schedule, but again, we're just gonna be picking wins and losses here, which is something you don't want to even do at this point in time. And we'll always, get more into always. that. Yeah, <laughs> undefeated. 
I like it. We'll take that. Um, so again, that segment would have taken like two minutes. It'd have been too easy. Uh, but I do want to move on because I don't know if you guys have been paying paying attention to Damian Lillard, but he has been all over social media lately. And I got a bunch of quotes for him. And I just kind of want to get your guys' thoughts on him. Uh, his first one, just because we've talked about it, and I kind of want to pin a pin on this conversation uh, with Damian Lillard on being called world champions. It's coming up again. He said the NBA champs are world champs. If you take the best team in the NBA, just send them on a tour to play the best league everywhere else. They get in smoked. I don't, under, I don't understand what the debate is. Do you think it's that like that much of a difference in the skill gap between the best NBA team to whatever the best European team may be? I think there definitely is that big of a skill difference. Mm-hmm. I, I do agree with the statement that the best NBA team will handily beat any other best team in any other league. Yeah, keep in mind that that may have some European players on yeah, that NBA yeah. team. So I, I mean, it's just a stupid debate at this point because <laughs> you're not battling for a world championship. I think they can claim best team in the world, but I don't think they can claim a world champion. Yeah, it just seems to be the title. Like yeah. I don't think anyone like debates necessarily the skill. Yeah, as much as just the title, because even though it may be incredibly likely, like Alabama playing an FCS school. Um, it hasn't happened, so you can't necessarily claim the title. Um, Jeff, what about you? Any closing thoughts on that? I know we talked a lot, but hearing Dame just kind of, I feel like that was kind of the pin in the conversation with Damian Lillard. I mean, he has a good point, but also you got to realize like the future right now, like it's a lot of foreign and like overseas players mm-hmm. coming in. So like it wouldn't, I don't necessarily think it'd be like a blowout each game. I think they'd at least keep it close because of the talent wise that has come upon us like especially in this day and age like you have like center shooting threes Mm -hmm. spacing the floor and like especially like the foreign guys like Nikola Jokic like imagine like playing him and then I don't know like I feel like they keep it close but I do agree like if you do have the best NBA team they would win okay so we're all in agreement there um and then another comment from him on the Golden State Warriors super team as far as Golden State I respect what they've done and doing that at home but I can't go to be a part of that. They already won four. Have somebody that plays my position that's behind LeBron, the best player of his era. I lose every year before I'll go there. Uh, if I was KD, I wouldn't have joined. So he's basically saying he would have never gone to the Golden State Warriors. Um, kind of blames KD for joining him. Thoughts on that? Kind of revisiting history. Um, I never even got where you guys stood on KD going over to the Golden State Warriors. He added the point about KD. Yep, he added the point. He said, if I was KD, I wouldn't have joined. And he's saying, I would rather lose every single season than I've to ever have joined the Golden State Warriors today or during that run. Really? Mm-hmm. I, All I heard was the first part, what he said. Like, after that, like, on social media, I didn't hear anything else about KD. It's the, but yeah, it's the full. It's probably, like, the whole thing. Yep, the I full thing. And, uh, again, that's why it's kind of a little bit of all, all over the place because he's, you know, it was a podcast for him, so he's not super yeah, clear points. For sure. Um, but, yeah, basically, summarizing, he would have never... He'd rather lose every single year than to join Golden State. And if he was KD, he would have never joined them. I kind of respect what he's saying about not joining just because they were so good. And you can have that reputation over KD. They just joined for an easy ring. Mm-hmm. He's always going to have those rings, which I'm sure he does not regret at all. But he's never going to lose that reputation until he wins somewhere else. And uh, with them going to the Warriors this year, I don't think that makes sense at all. So that's a completely fair statement. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but yeah, I'm just curious. That's just weird that he's talking about going to other places right now still. Just because I don't know how it really even works at this point of the season. Like how if he can like join new teams right now or be traded. But uh, yeah, that's just interesting that he speaks on that right now. Yeah. And, uh, you know, again, that was in uh, long for it. it was him and a bunch of other players kind of all in that one. So it was kind of all over the place. Uh, but again, pretty interesting. And then one more from him. And then we'll kind of hop off the Damian Lillard. Um, or excuse me, not Damian Lillard. This is Gilbert Arenas. And this one just surprised me. Do you guys know Hakeem Olajuwon is charging $50,000 for his workouts? Really? And he's going to start working with Giannis. But it's $50,000 for his workout package. And Gilbert Arenas went absolutely ballistic. But before, before you guys really start kind of judging. I'll give you both sides here. He has worked with numerous NBA stars over the year, including LeBron James, Kobe Bryant, um, Yao Ming, Dwight Howard, and right now, Sengun. So he has some, he has some resume behind him um, that he's definitely got. But $50,000 is Sengun a lot of money. Was really random. <laughs> yeah. Is that fair? I mean, if you're get if you're getting top from Hakeem Olajuwon. Is Sen- I haven't watched Sengun enough. Is People always talk about he's pretty good being he's got, really good. He's got a lot better mm-hmm. this year. Maybe, yeah. I mean, it's Hakeem Olajuwon. I don't know why he needs that much money still. I think like he's <laughs> probably pretty wealthy, but um, make it worth his time, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> if you have the money and you want to get better, why not? I kind of laughed out loud, and then I what did, actually, wait. What did Gilbert Arenas say again? About? Uh, I don't have that. Been a long quote. He it was like a five minute rant. You can find it on was, social media. He was mad about it. Just, just kind of clowning him. He's he's basically saying who's who's going who's going there to learn the hook shot. He's like no one's learning that old school anymore. He's like what? And uh, it was basically just five minutes of kind of clowning on the price. Gilbert Arenas is a clown. Yeah, yeah. He, he, I don't think you take much from what he says. <laughs> uh, very seriously but um yeah i don't know maybe for a big guy like singoon mm-hmm. i don't know if he has that money to spend right now but uh maybe it'll make it worth it because he gets good enough and size a huge contract so we'll see yeah the only thing uh again like i was like maybe it's worth it is because i do remember the kobe bryant um and you know everything says his footwork definitely did get significantly better after working out with hakeem so maybe there is a little bit of truth to that. But yeah, $50,000 is uh, just a crazy amount. With that being said, though, we do got to go ahead and throw it to our first break. Again, this is the Walk-On Weekly. I'm Harrison Arns. We got Sam Hoiberg, Jeff Grease III, both in studio. We'll throw it to break and catch you guys on the other side. Back to Walk-On Weekly. Here are your hosts, Sam Hoiberg and Jeff Grace III on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. All right, a little bit of musical chairs there to kind of switch things off. I'm not sure what happened there. <laughs> but I, want to, I want to hear the new audio. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So we got to get the headset figured out. Uh, but yeah, nonetheless, we got a little bit of time here because uh, obviously these guys have some basketball activities to attend to. Uh, but nonetheless, I do want to get to a quick more few things here, uh, you know, regarding the NBA. There's been a lot of discussion lately as to what NBA franchise is the hardest location to acquire big-time free agents. And I got one in my head um, because I did some research to figure out just how bad it's been for them. But for you guys, is there any organization that really sticks out that when it comes to landing big-time acquisitions, they just haven't had the luck? 
or necessarily the location to even get those big stars? I would say Detroit. Detroit because, like, I don't know, I haven't heard the best things about Detroit. So I feel like in just, like, that area, I feel like it's not, like, the bad boys anymore. So, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, there's, like, a lot of young stars over there. So I don't know if any they're looking, like, to develop and, like, where they're trying to go, where they see the future. So I would – I think for me, I would say Detroit. Yeah, one. Just, just from like thinking about um, in the past, like I've never, I don't think I've ever seen a Charlotte team like sign a big time star. No, I mean, really, the best one is going to be a draft player. Exactly. Uh huh. Because I think back, like, obviously, the Bobcats never did they ever have a star? I mean, but he didn't, yeah, I mean, not re- not really a star though. Kemba Walker, but that's another draft. Draft, yeah. I'm thinking, I'm thinking straight up like si- yeah. signing people. They really haven't had uh, Gordon Hayward, kind of when they signed yeah, him. Yeah, Gordon Hayward, maybe the only one. But Charlotte, just based on their past, like, I feel like that might be my pick right now. I want to think about that more though. Okay, I'll give you mine while you think about it. So, uh, I was thinking OKC Thunder, and. A lot of that is this. They've been building draft picks, but it has been pretty bad. So their best free agent acquisitions that I could look up is a three-way battle between the buyout 37-year-old Derek Fisher, Patrick Patterson with no ACL, and Mike Muscola. That's the best I could find for OKC in like the past, since probably since about 2000. So that's just been a place that has not had, you know, that superstar. Like, yes, they've had stars, uh, but again, draft players are... Paul Paul George was he traded there? Yeah, yeah, you can throw Paul George in there. I feel I don't know, but just because it was such a short run is kind of why I didn't really count it because they they got him, but he left so fast. He left that year, right? Yeah, which kind of makes me think like, yeah, I mean, yeah, you got him, but you couldn't retain him again because it's just a really tough destination for whatever reason. Yeah, I feel like OKC. It's just weird to think about him like that because they've had so many stars, but they've all been draft players. Mm-hmm. But yeah. And they go the signing point like that you just brought up. That's pretty, te- pretty telling. I mean, <laughs> Mike Buscal is one of the top three. That's, yeah. yeah. Maybe it's, maybe it is them. I, I think so. Um, I'm trying to, when I was thinking about the other teams, uh, they've all had kind of some shots in there, but OKC was the biggest one I could think of. Um, you know, looking at the Spurs, that's just kind of a place that has had just at least some decent talent through the years where it's kind of hard for me to really pick on them too much. Um, but other than that, I'm thinking I'm rolling with the Trailblazers. That that's my pick for the toughest place to get any sort of talent. I just don't ever hear NBA players really wanting to go to AK, OKC, even when they're in their winning years. Yeah. You know that fell apart super fast, which is kind of crazy to think how good they were. Mm-hmm. And despite all that, as soon as James Harden was out of there, the whole thing kind of just started falling apart for him. I feel like San Antonio NBA players don't want to play there, mm-hmm. and like. I, I forgot who it was, but someone posted on their, I think Instagram story is just like a view from the hotel room. It just said, "Hate the city." And it was literally like an away game, so that was just. I don't think guys necessarily want to go to San Antonio, but having Coach Pop there is obviously a draw. Yeah, he's he's a guy that uh, always manages. I feel like to inspire some of the guys this day. And uh, real, real quick, last question before we get out of here: um, Have your guys' thoughts on Victor Wembanyama shifted at all, or how excited are you guys? him 
I have a little insider season. information, obviously, with uh, <laughs> Jack, my older brother, being on staff. That's there. right. I don't want you. I don't want you to get him fired. So I'll let you keep that. Yeah, I don't. I don't think this is a fireable okay. offense okay. for saying this. But we were just, I just, me and my twin brother were asking him, like, how's he doing? He, he said it's scary how much better he's gotten. Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> I, so, I might have to adjust. Whatever my, that means. Who Vignana. knows how good he looks when he arrived there? But uh, apparently, he's improving. So I'm very excited to watch him play. Yeah, I wonder if I think for him it's just going to be like early on. How does he deal with the size? But I mean, if he's figuring that out, which kind of sounds like if he's looking that much better and he's figuring out how to attack on the NBA court, uh, that could be interesting. Jeff, before we get out of here, your kind of thoughts. I'm excited. The only thing I hope is that he stays injury free. Yeah. And then also like, how will he be after like getting hit so much mm-hmm. in the chest? Anywhere, obviously, being in the post, you're going to get banged up. <laughs> so um, I'm excited to see what happens. And I heard he's playing for the France team. Mm-hmm. Yep, he's going to play for France That's, Olympic that team. That exciting as well, make it more interesting with everything going on around that time. But um, I'm excited. I think it'll be a good adjustment for him. Yeah. It, it will be fun to watch him uh, in the Olympics. The, the funny part about that is, though, we've kind of talked about those European teams. He's going to be designated kind of role player. Yeah. <laughs> He's, they're not going to just let him be the superstar. Yeah. But that being said, though, these guys got to get to a basketball team meeting. So we'll let them get out of here. This has been the Walk On Weekly with Sam Hoiberg, Jeff Grace III. I'm Harrison, running the ones and twos. We will see you guys next week.